Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt.co, this is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, DeFi protocol Uniswap introduces Uni Governance Token. Coinbase wants to fund your stablecoin startup. And in our main story, the president of Avia Trade, Philip Rushton, talks about how he is now accepting Bitcoin to buy that private jet that you've always wanted. Coming up on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Today is Thursday, September 17, 2020. And earlier this week, we had a news article about this company that sells private jets is now taking Bitcoin. And I was just like... First of all, one, who's buying private jets? I don't know anybody that can buy a full-on private jet. Two, they're not taking Bitcoin. And I was curious. We saw a lot of luxury goods take Bitcoin when the ICO bubble happened. Is this a position? Is this a pivot of their company to try to start capitalizing on all this new money that everybody's going to start maybe getting if there's a bull market? So I wanted to have the president on. And to my surprise, he was like, sure, let's talk about it. So I'm excited for that conversation. But before we get into that conversation... Let's talk about the crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. I'm recording this at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin at $10,894, down 1.1% from yesterday. Remember, it broke $11,000 yesterday. Dipped back down a little bit. I think we're still going to head back up maybe later in the weekend or early next week. Ethereum, 383.90, up 4% from yesterday. Litecoin, 48.62 pretty much the same as yesterday. Chainlink, 10.74, down 1.3% from yesterday. And XRP, up 3% from yesterday, sitting at 25.2 cents. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrency is $349.9 billion. Bitcoin dominance is 57.4%. And in our main story today, I want to welcome Philip Rushton, president of Avia Trade, to come on and talk about his company pivoting to take Bitcoin. How is he doing it? Why is he doing it? And is this a plan to get Bitcoin, hobble it, and capitalize if it moons? I'm curious. Here's the conversation. Hey, thanks for having me. Look, I saw a very interesting article on Decrypt the other day. Your company, Private Jets with Bitcoin. This is just a huge pivot for any company to say, I'm going to take Bitcoin for such a, well, one expensive item, a niche item. Tell me about one, your company, and two, your decision as president to start accepting Bitcoin. Back to the first part of your question, Avia Trade Incorporated has been in business since uh, 1988, and we're pretty well positioned globally. Uh, we have offices in Europe, England, um, Middle East, Hong Kong, Shenzhen, and uh, Australasia. Primarily handle the upper end of the BizJet marketplace. Uh, which includes such aircraft, makes and models as Gulfstream, Falcon Jet, and Bombardier. 
And if you saw the article, we're currently selling a Gulfstream G650ER, which is the longest range version of the Gulfstream family, on behalf of uh, an overseas client. We just were looking for options to, we've, we've encountered problems in the past with cross-border activity, funds-wise. And of course, I'm referring to certain parts of Asia, uh, Africa, and maybe even South America, where people have been um, essentially denied access to these aircraft because they can't transfer funds cross-border. And we thought that not only would Bitcoin be a, a good entree for us, but certainly any other forms of cryptocurrency that are acceptable uh, for global trade, basically. And we've now partnered with a, um, a bit payment, a, a payment provider who is going to handle the uh, cryptocurrency side for us. Hey, everybody in the crypto space knows the problems of international transactions, especially with large sums of money. One thing that we all know very, very well in the crypto space is the handling of Bitcoin is a delicate one. You said that you partnered with a third party to deal with that transaction. Can you tell us a little bit about that partnership? One, how it, it works. Two, how do you maintain or trust that company to, one, keep, keep your funds safe uh, because that's a lot of money to pass around? And two, how do you know that they are legitimate to be able to facilitate say, such a transaction and keep your Bitcoin safe as Bitcoin security is a very delicate process. Yeah, we've learned that along the way. And uh, by a process of osmosis, essentially, um, we came across this uh, payment provider through a, a, a mutual connection. Uh, I've had a number of conversations over the past three months with this payment provider. Not only are we aware of who they are, but we are aware of who their backers are as well. I don't want to name them. They've asked me not to. But this stage, they've assured us and we're pretty confident that uh, they can handle transactions up to and including a $70 million private jet that we are also currently selling at the moment. So we've done our due diligence as far as we can. Uh, we know who two of the primary backers of this company are, and there's certainly big names in the finance world, and we've been shown documentation to support it. So let's start from that vantage point. So we're prepared to ally ourselves with this payment provider um, when and if we get an offer uh, with Bitcoin or any other form of crypto, Ethereum, whatever. Um, we will run it by these people and allow them to do their own due diligence. So we're essentially doing a double due diligence on each deal. We do our own on the aircraft buyer and seller, and the crypto uh, payment provider will do their own due diligence on the same people. Do you feel that Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies is the only way to facilitate uh, cross-border or international transactions of such magnitude without, I guess, either a lot of regulations, a lot of stops, checks and balances and what have you? And if this is the, only, the best way to do it, how do you feel that this will help your business in the future? I can be sort of specific about that question in terms of how it's going to help our business. As I mentioned initially, we've been doing business, or maybe I didn't, uh, we've been doing business in China for 15 years. We started out with AV Trade Asia in 2005. About six years ago, we also opened a luxury BizJet magazine in China, which I support as publisher. And uh, we found that uh, this was... Um, uh, a stumbling block for a lot of Chinese potential high-end jet buyers. So in terms of providing anonymity and confidentiality and also the facilitation of cross-border funds transfer, we felt that Bitcoin was going to be a, a leg up on the competition, let's say. And to that end, we just noted a comment made in one of the uh, Bitcoin uh, newsletters that something like $54 billion worth of Bitcoin came out of China last year alone. So when it comes to helping your business, this is also a very interesting time to start 
taking Bitcoin because of the possible bull market coming on, I would assume that you had financial advisors or other people tell you that, hey, Bitcoin is projected to go to 20, 30, 40. Some people are even claiming $100,000. Is that part of in your like, is that part of your plan is to maybe get Bitcoin now and maybe hold it for uh, maybe five or 10x return in the future? No, we don't. No, we, we don't plan to hold any Bitcoin whatsoever. Which this is this is a zero risk uh, uh, sort of transaction. If a buyer wants to buy an aircraft right now, or let's say in the very near future, using Bitcoin or Ethereum, anything else that they, any of the form of cryptocurrency, we're simply providing the aircraft, both ends of the aircraft deal, the the aircraft that we're selling, and potentially a buyer. And then we introduce the buyer who will have Bitcoin or some form thereof to the uh, the payment provider. The payment provider then interacts with the uh, Bitcoin or other crypto owner to transact their side of the deal and produce essentially fiat cash, as we call it, into escrow to buy the aircraft. We're not interested in holding Bitcoin ourselves. I want to ask you in general about the sentiment of global uh, globalization. For something as niche as, say, a private jet, I mean, and it is costly as a $40 million private jet or one that you just mentioned, $70 million private jet, that is, you're going to have to, you know, basically expand or cast a wide net around the world to find buyers for that. Do you feel that the governments around the world, do you feel that, that international trade regulators are, are basically hindering your ability and other companies' abilities to make transactions, to do business and conduct business in a way that's profitable for your company? You mean if they're using trying to use currency, you mean local currency? I guess in any kind of aspect, as you had to make a pivot or you are choosing to make a pivot to Bitcoin to facilitate more easy transactions. I, I'm just wondering, as an international business, somebody that you know sells jets all over the world and has bases all over the world, what is being put in place that makes you feel that Bitcoin is a better solution. And how do you feel that the global environment could be better for international business? I'm not suggesting it's a uh, it's a, a new you know uh, home run uh, transaction process, but I do think it puts, as we say in England, another arrow in our quiver. We're quite happy to take cash for the aircraft too, <laughs> but offering uh, to accept cryptocurrency, we do know already of certain people in various countries who've already tapped us and said, okay, how do we do this? Um, we have the crypto. And of course, that's not my job. The job of the payment provider is to um, do the due diligence on the crypto itself and whoever is offering the crypto. And we've all, already heard of a couple of um, missteps that could have been made if it wasn't for the payment provider doing their due diligence. So we're not offering solely crypto. We'll happily take cash for this aircraft too. <laughs> this might sound like a, a pleb question, but you know, sorry, I never rode in a pri private jet. What's it like to ride in a private jet? I've been doing it for a long time. Sometimes in the front, I used to fly them. Sometimes in the back these days when we're doing deliveries or we're on board with clients or something. It's a different experience than getting in the back of the bus of an airliner, which I'll be doing tomorrow, going to Europe. <laughs> 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 I, I, and you appreciate the difference when it happens. But clearly, you know, if you're spending, doesn't matter what amount of money on a private jet, if it's a cabin class aircraft of the ilk that we sell, again, the Gulfstreams, Falcons, Bombardiers, it's truly sort of, you know, the Rolls Royce of the skies, basically. Philip, I want to say thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. And thank you very much for explaining why uh, luxury companies as yourself would decide to take Bitcoin. You're welcome. Nice chatting with you. And in other news. The first part of Ethereum's 2.0 is formally submitted. Core developer Danny Ryan has submitted a proposal for the first and most crucial phase of Ethereum 2.0, moving it closer to launch. 
Phase Zero marks just one stage of a staggered six-phase launch of Ethereum 2.0, with the later phases expected to extend well into 2022. With Phase Zero under deliberation and a magnitude of tests underway, a November launch isn't looking so far-fetched after all. And as we all know, the crypto space moves quickly. Wake up this morning, didn't even know this was happening, now I do. DeFi protocol Uniswap introduces Uni Governance Token. Uniswap is now particularly well positioned for the community-led growth, development, and self-sustainability. The introduction of Uni, UNI, which is an ERC-20 token, serves this purpose, enabling shared community ownership and a vibrant, diverse, and dedicated governance system, which will actively guide the protocol towards the future. Our good buddies over at Coinbase want to fund your stablecoin startup. Coinbase USDC or USD coin has hit a market cap of $2 billion. Coinbase, which in part funded the creation of this stablecoin, announced that it wants to invest in more stablecoin-based startups to celebrate this milestone. Companies that want to use stablecoins to speed up remittance payments or help bank the unbanked are particularly welcomed. You can find the link to this article in the description in the show notes if you want to know more. And finally, a report by UBS Switzerland finds Bitcoin to be unattractive as a safe haven investment for four main reasons. Those reasons are, one or two are pretty much connected, but it's cryptocurrency's volatility and vulnerability to price swings. Volatility, well duh, cryptocurrency prices all over the map. But vulnerability, meaning that a whale or a big purchase or a big sell can swing the price dramatically. The third one, survivorship bias. This bias is basically determining the winners and losers in the crypto space. Who's winners and who's losers? Just because a company didn't scam you out of money, go tits up. Or just fall off the face of the earth doesn't mean that it won anything. The space is early. So Bitcoin sticking around for 10 years, is it really an accomplishment? And the fourth reason they say Bitcoin is more correlated to the prices of the stock market or prices to the real world. It doesn't detach from that. So a good stock market day, a good NASDAQ or good Dow could reflect good Bitcoin prices. So, if you want to diversify your portfolio, why put it into something that is following the market? Please read this full story in the show notes. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. Tomorrow we come with a long-form podcast and I'm going to talk about DeFi regulations where I take some people in the DeFi space and we talk about what they expect that's going to come down from the SEC or other government bodies from around the world. I'm looking forward to that conversation. I hope you are too. If you want to send me an email, wrap out about anything, send it to Aaron at decrypt.co. I'll see you tomorrow. Happy hodling.